Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to J-Root Radio, the address is J-Root Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Mayach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores, also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so before we get into the story, once again, this week's story is sponsored as a refuish for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sarah Miriam and for Raphael Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel. Okay, now, <laughs> what is this you want to show me over here? Oh, uh, we have a very interesting uh, email here. <laughs> Suggested story, uh, you know, from you-know-who. Oh, from Mendy Z? Yep, 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 Mendy Z sent in a very interesting story. Oh, really? Well, if it's so interesting... Maybe you want to tell the story. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if I can do it the same way. What? I can't believe you're saying that. You always say you want to try to tell a story like me or something. Yeah, well, you know, I, I was just uh, thinking a little bit, and uh, 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 this is a, a challenge. Well, what do you mean it's a challenge? Oh, why don't you look at the paper? All right, let me look at the paper. Is the email? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, he writes this little story in his email, very short and sweet. And, of course, he says, like, he heard it from somebody. And he wants to see how I would take it and tell the story. But he finds it a very tough type of story to turn into something that people can laugh and enjoy and learn a lesson at the same time. Why is that? Well, somebody does get sick in the story. But... Ah, let me guess, it has a happy ending. That's right. It definitely does have a happy ending. So, uh, I, I don't know if it's a real challenge, but let's see what the challenge should be. Oh, maybe putting some schmaltz to make it more interesting. Uh-huh. I see. Wow, it does have a great lesson. It does, it does, it does. Sure. 
Yes, of course. You know, one of the main things about Schwiss was... Ah, we, we re-accept the fact that we... I, I feel like we received the Torah like it was once again given all over again, like brand new. That's true also. That is correct. That's why it's called the Marmatan Teresenu. But, you know, uh, what do we say in Pirkei a lot of things. Um, uh, let's see. Ainly, mealy, I'm a mealy, mealy. How about what we say in Pirke Avois? The En Hamidrishuika. Alhamasa. All right. The learning itself is not the main thing, it's the doing. And we learn Torah so we could do mitzvahs better. So the better we know how to read. Am I doing this right? What you're trying to say is the better we understand the mitzvah, the better we could do it. Right? Uh, right, right. Well, well, yeah. I mean, if you say so. <laughs> I don't say so. Torah teaches us so. Okay, so that's that. But but there are mitzvahs in the Torah like chukim. Uh, we, we don't know the reasons. That's true. That is true. But even though they are, you know, like, I'll give, give you an example. Uh, take uh, shotness. I don't want to take shotness. You're not allowed to wear shotness. No, no, yeah, see, that's not what I mean. I mean, take shotness for a moment. And do you realize that shotness is, uh, you know, alive in the Torah? But now if you ask a regular uh, guy on the street and you ask him, would you wear wool and linen together? And he would say, sure, no problem. Why not? What's the problem, man? And of course we wouldn't, not even if it was connected by one thread. And do you know why? Uh, there's no reason, because it's a chayk v'layavr. Yes, but chachomim can think and utilize the brains that Hashem gave them to come up with possibilities of why Hashem made this mitzvah for us. Really? Yeah? Yes. And when you look at a goyeshachok, what happens is the more you study it, the more you see how ridiculous it is. That's the difference. Aha! So what do we see in, in this shotness? Ah, what we see in the shotness is very simple. Who brought wool? Who brought the sheep, the best of this fattest and biggest sheep? Havel. Right. And who brought the junkiest flax seed? Oh, Cayenne. That's right. And what is uh, silk made from? Uh, what is linen made from? Sorry, did I say silk before? I'm not sure. Uh, we don't have time to play it back. Uh, but you meant uh, wool and linen, right? Uh, right, wool and linen. <laughs> Sorry. Wool and linen cannot be mixed together. Right. All right. So anyways, uh, so, uh, uh, well, anyways, so the, 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 the linen is made from fat, fla flax, you know what I mean? Ah, from the junkie flax, he, he, he gave the worst, right. So it indicates that if you know, Shem gives you a present, you should be thanking him now. Thank you, Hashem. No, you should be saying, thank you, Hashem, for the wonderful gifts you give me. You should be excited, enthusiastic, and jumping for joy. That's right. You got that correct. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, I guess uh, I could uh, look at his story. You know, it happens to be I know this story. I know this story. I haven't told it in a while. It is a challenge, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are uh, you going to be quiet? Uh, 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 well, I said I'm ready. I didn't say I was going to be quiet, but I, okay, I'm ready. Well, ready means also you're quiet so I could tell the story. Uh-huh. Okay, so let me get this straight before, you know, like it's going to bother me. Then in the middle of the story, I'm going to interrupt you. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, so basically... The idea is, so since Cain's uh, uh, thoughts of why he brought was, he thought, ah, I should give something of mine. He didn't realize that everything's Hashem. So he gave the junkiest what he had. And Hevel realized that everything is uh, from Hashem, anything he has. So therefore he gave the best. So you cannot be bad and good at the same time. And you can't say, I'll be uh, good, but I'll just be a little bad. It doesn't go together, right? That's right. And that's why even one thread of linen with the wool is usa. Okay? So we got that right? I guess so. 
All right. Well, okay. So, uh, wool and linen doesn't mix, right? Okay, we got that. Okay, uh, the story? Oh, of course. The story, let's see. I see what he wrote. He didn't give me a name. So, based on what his story's about, I'm going to call the story Careless Words. Careless Words. That's what I just said. That's what I just said. You'll see. Uh, 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 yeah, all right. I'm going to be quiet so you can tell this amazing story. That's right. Okay, our story goes back, oh, not so many years ago. This is a contemporary story. Uh, maybe it happened uh, 10, 15 years ago. And we're going to go back a little bit earlier. And we're going to change the names in the story. Of course, there's no doubt about it. We are not, and I repeat that again, we're not going to use the real people's names because it just so happens that these people are still alive nowadays. And these people that the mice happen to actually do live today. They're real people. But, of course, I am going to use the poetic license to schmaltz up the story a bit. Uh, but the basic story, the way that I'm saying it, is more or less what took place. Okay? So here we go. All right. Uh, we're going to call one kid Zevi Ashir. Okay? Uh, you know, he was uh, Zevi Ashir. And the other kid uh, in the story we're going to call Shirley. Uh, Shirley, uh, uh, you're going to give him a name. Uh, Shirley, yes, but I'm going to call him Shirley. 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 Okay, Shirley. Shirley depends if you have seen this, Litvish, whatever. Okay, Shirley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to call him Shirley Bayesh. Okay, Shelly Myers. I'm sure I'm going to figure out later on why you gave these funny names. Okay, and, uh, and... Well, it started off when they were in yeshiva together. And it was around the 7th and 8th grade. Yeah, you know, during those years when kids start to mature, they start getting close to the bar mitzvah, they start getting bar mitzvah, and their heads start working a little bit. And Zevi Ashir was a very, you know, like, I guess you might call it street smarts type of person, you know, like means, I, like, was very smart in the street, but not too smart in the classroom. No, 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 he was smart in the classroom, too. As a matter of fact, when we say street smarts, it means he knew how to use the head, he knew how to figure out things. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, there's some people, you know, like, for example, uh, some people, they learn piano lessons, and they only had, know how to, you know, like, press certain keys that they were taught to go, ding, dong, 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 ding, whatever it is, you know. Uh-huh, or ping, pong, pong, ping, pong, whatever, yeah. Right, so, and they only know how to do that, but they don't know how to uh, play something else because they can't figure it out. Now, a person... Like Zevi, he was the type of person that if he plays a few notes, he was smart enough to figure out, oh, so this is the way a keyboard works. So if I do this and I do that, then I can figure out more songs by myself. So that's the kind of person he was. That's what I mean by street smarts. He could use what he learns to his benefit. So when he was around the seventh grade, he started thinking, uh, Tati, uh-oh. You're making him sound like me. Yeah, is there anything wrong with that? You don't want to play the part? I I'll play it, I'll play it, I'll play it. Okay, but at least while he's younger. Eventually, he won't be able to because he's going to be older. I could change my voice and I could play him older. All right, we'll see. Okay, anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So Zevi started thinking and he said to his father, Uh, Tati, can I ask you a question? Sure, my son, what is that? And now you better ask me quickly because you're on your way to yeshiva. You gotta make your bus, and uh, I gotta go on. I gotta go to work. So uh, I got a quick question. Uh, go ahead and ask me. Um. Yeah. I, I. I was just thinking to myself. You know. Um. Uh. I. I have a little idea. Uh. But I need to borrow a few dollars, and then uh, when I get home, I I'll pay you back. Okay. What? You need to borrow a few dollars, but yet in the end, you're gonna pay me back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll explain later on. Uh, uh, can I have like five dollars? Five dollars. All right. You know, like I don't have time to argue with you right now. But you say I'm gonna get back the five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get the five dollars back. Uh, when I come home, uh, or when you come home, depends who gets home first. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Fine. No problem. And so what happened was is. He took the $5. Now, being 
That Zevi did not live so far from the yeshiva, he really did not go on the school bus too often. Many times he walked. And this time when he walked by, he said, Ah, there's the bakery. Now let's see how many uh, little danishes or donuts can I buy with five dollars. And so, of course, <laughs> the Danish was a little cheaper then than it is now, even though this is like about 20 years ago, whatever it is. So he bought $5 worth of Danishes. Then he came to Yeshiva, and he went to learn, like everybody else. Uh, of course, he davened by the minion, of course, before, because in his grade, they already had to start davening with the minion. And he was doing all this. It was really great. And he was having a good day, and nobody could figure out why he's sitting there with a smile. And his uh, best friend at that time was Shuli Bayish. And Shuli Bayish was looking at him and saying, Say, I wonder what is going on here. Why is my friend Zevi have such a big smile on his face? I don't understand. Hmm, I wonder what's going on here. Wow, wow, wow. He is smiling and he can't get it off of his face. And sure enough, when it came to recess... He found out when the kindlach were ready to take out snacks, and some people said, I'm Ryan's mirror, I forgot to bring snacks. And they too. I think I left it on the counter before without the door. And all of a sudden, Zeviashir jumped up. Ah, I have the solution for you. Chavra, chavra, gather around. If anybody wants, I have a limited supply. I have here some danishes. If you want to buy some, two dollars a danish. And what do you say? <laughs> and of course, he probably charged at least double. But some kids were hungry. And I guess their parents gave them a fairly decent allowance. Not everybody has such allowance that they could spend two dollars in one shot. But there were people that did. And of course, there were some kids that said, Oh, I wish I could afford it, but I can't. Which gave him another idea. And this time, when he came home, he gave back to his father, as he gave back the five dollars. What? Uh, can you please tell me what exactly did you do? Oh, it's nothing, uh, really, you know, like, I just made a little investment, okay? But, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, your five dollars uh, got me ten dollars. So I have five dollars now, and you have five dollars now. <laughs> I hope you're doing this is legal, right? You're not doing chasvasholam, something that you're not allowed to do. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't do anything wrong. I asked them if they want to buy. Buy what? What on earth are you selling? Uh, well, I, you know, like on the way to Yeshiva, I bought some Danishes, and they know how much a Danish costs. But they didn't have a uh, chance to go there, but I did. So I was selling the Danishes, like, for double the price. And they wanted it badly enough. I didn't force anybody who ever wanted to buy. Uh, they bought it, and that's how I did it. <laughs> wow, very interesting. You already have a business head on your shoulder, and you're only in the seventh grade. Wow, interesting. Anyways, uh... All right, I got to go to Minchamayrev and uh, be a share in between Minchamayrev. Okay, make sure you do your homework. Uh, don't worry, Tati, I will. <laughs> you bet on it. And sure enough, what ended up happening was, uh, uh, you know, what happened was, it's very interesting. Oh, you know, like he went to the bakery the next morning. But this time, instead of just buying some danishes, he bought some cookies at a cheaper price. So this way, the next day, he could sell cookies at a cheaper price. And he made money, too. And he was very smart. And he increased. And eventually he bought more stuff in the bakery. So he was able to sell things cheaper, but still make a profit. And he was into this kind of stuff. By the time he was in high school, he got the rights from the from the Manile to be able to open up a canteen. And it was very interesting. They let him have a small section in, in one of the, uh, I don't know if it was a small like a book room or something, and he set up a thing. He had these closets in there, whatever it was, and he sold noshes of everything, and that's how he started to make money. And eventually, eventually, what happened was is that Zevi, 
He left the yeshiva when it was time to graduate. He spent a few years in the base of Medrash. But then, he, uh, while he was in the base of Medrash, he still did business here and there. And then he got married to a wonderful wife. His wife's name was Chavi. I guess it would be Chava, but he called her Chavi. And Chavi called him Zevi. So Chavi and Zevi got along very nicely. But then... Zevi started thinking, well, you know something, I gotta start acting, uh, ah, Rabbi Yers, I, 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 I could do myself older. You want to do yourself older? Yeah, I could. All right, let me see how you would sound if you were older. All right, so now, <coughs> Baruch Hashem, I'm, wow, that's pretty good. Can you do that again? Yeah, sure. What do you say? I like that. You have the yussy touch in the voice, but yeah, you are very nice. Okay, I like that. Okay, you could do it. Okay, settle. You're playing as everyone is older. All right, thank you. <laughs> I'm good, right? Am I good? Am I... All right, don't let it go to your head. Ah, but the part is he's a guy in it. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, okay, okay. Meanwhile. Gotta tell you that his best friend, Shia, I mean, sorry, Shuli, uh, right, Shuli. Okay, his best friend, Shuli, Bayish, you know, he didn't have the kind of mazel, nor did he have the fortitude like the, you know, the gunko to just go forward and try to make something of himself. Although he did get married and he tried to work for people here and there. He didn't make much money. And sometimes the jobs that he held down uh, started to fall apart. They were falling apart all over the place. He wasn't making much money at all. Ah, he was not making good living. So eventually, he started to go to these shuls in like Borough Park, where they have like a whole bunch of mignonim, one after the other. So he went in the lobbies, in the hallway, whatever it was, and he started to sell tchotchkes. And the more money he made, he was able to buy more tchotchkes. And when I say tchotchkes, it means he sold wristwatches, cheaper ones. He sold pens. He sold, uh, you know, uh, uh, wristbands. Uh, uh, he sold besomim. He sold he sold havdolah uh, candles, you know, things like that. And, of course, when it came Hanukkah, he sold Hanukkah and He sold the extra long candles. And he sold oil, whatever it is. He, 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 you know, and that's what he did. And, of course, because there were a lot of mignonim, so he made some sort of a living. He was not well-to-do, trust me. But he was making some sort of a living, be able to support his family, but he didn't have the money to be able to have the biggest and best of meals. He didn't have money to go over and have, uh, you know, even good clothing for his children or to be able to buy an extra dress for his wife or even a suit for himself. He could wear the same suit for years. This is the way it was. Meanwhile, let's follow Zevi. Zevi, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Uh, Zevi, you're older. Uh, right, I'm here. Yeah, sure. Okay, and uh, let's see. Now, we're following me, Zevi Ashir. I got my eyes on big things here. So I have my money saved up, some of the cost of the money. Okay, I'm going to make a smart investment. So before I buy my own house, I'm going to buy some real estate. Hmm, let's see. Let me look in this paper here for some foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Ah, here we got some. All right, let me go down to these auctions here. And he went down to these auctions where they sell and buy houses. And foreclosure means like the bank takes away the house and they can resell it because if a person doesn't pay his mortgage for a certain amount of time, then they can take it away. That's part of the contract that people sign when they buy a house. Okay, so anyway, so let me tell you what happened. So what ended up happening was as follows. So as I was saying, he went down to one of these auctions and the people said, I'm ready to do it here. Do it here. What about here? Okay, now we have this house here. This is the address of the house. Okay, now you know the address of the house. All right, here. Do I have $5,000? $10,000. Do I have $40,000? Do I have $50,000? $60,000? What is that? 
sold to that man over there with the pink striped shirt. All right, very good. Next. And, of course, the one who bought that was none other than Zevi Ashir. Now, of course, he bought a building in not the biggest and best neighborhood, but he had an inkling since it was near a Jewish neighborhood. Eventually, the Eden are going to expand and they're going to go there. So in the meantime, he rented it out and he hired somebody to collect the rent for him because it wasn't the best of neighborhoods. So he figured if their kind will go in to collect their kind of money, that would be good. And the guy wanted to collect the rent so he could make sure that he made his money. So it was very interesting. He was very smart when it came to street smart things or business acumen, like they call it. And so this is what Zevi did. And so what ended up happening was Zevi would eventually have enough money to buy a house for himself. And of course, being smart, he bought a piece of property on the outskirts of the Borough Park area. He bought, I'm not going to tell you exactly where he was. I'm not going to tell you if he really lived in Borough Park or Flatbush. But for the story's sake, I'm going to say Borough Park, okay? Because we don't want anybody to know who he is. And if you think you know, don't say who he is. Okay, anyway, so what happened was is he was good. He knew what to do. He bought this piece of property. It was a handyman special. He hired workers. And he renovated the house. And it looked like it was built from scratch. But, of course, you know, he knew how to take care of that if you don't build it completely from scratch, your taxes don't go up so much because you're allowed to do renovations, you get the proper permits, and so on and so forth. And that's what he did. So he had a beautiful, beautiful house. And he started to buy more real estate and even more real estate. And then he began to buy fancy schmancy cars. Oh, yes, indeed. Fancy schmancy delancy cars. And he had beautiful cars, not just the Stamase car. And, of course, he had a mishpocha that was growing, and he would send them to the yeshivas, and he would pay the tuitions. Now, there was something about him. He did believe in giving tzedakah, but he was a shtickleball guy about it. When he gave his tzedakah, I am? I was a ball guy in an egg? Uh, 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 maybe I don't like playing the part. Uh, y'all see? It's too late now. You said you're going to do the part. You got to do it. All right, all right, I'm going to do it. All righty, Baruch Hashem. So, you hear my dear wife, Javi. Oh, no, no, sorry, Javi is who? Oh, oh, Javi is my wife. Oh, I see. Okay, one second. Whose wife is Dina? Dina is uh, Sholi's wife. Oh, okay, so my wife is Chava? Yes, your wife is Chava. And his wife is Dina? Yes, his wife is Dina. Okay, so Chava, hey, what are you saying today? I made a big real estate deal today. I made a lot of money on it, and I gave tzedakah today. <laughs> am I good, or am I good? Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Oh, yes, yes, Baruch Hashem. Okay, how are the Kindlech doing? Baruch Hashem, they're all going to yeshiva, and you're paying the tuition, so we have no problems. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. Now, there was something about him. You see, his gaiva started to get to his head. Now, don't get me wrong, he wasn't one of those people that chas v'shalom went off the derech ha Oh, no, 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 no. He stayed on the derech. Oh, yes. He davened like a man. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He davened. The only thing is, he davened. And that's it. He didn't daven with extra special koyach. You know, he didn't do like people should know to do. That means, I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, like, when I played that part of, uh, you know, like uh, Zevi, like when I was davening as Zevi, I davened, but I didn't have so much kavan in the words. You know what I mean? I, 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 like I thought, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, That's right. You thought that you're smart and everything like that, and you have what you need, and you're always successful, so you just daven regular, like, you know, routine, and that's it, but you didn't have to daven special, you know, which would be nice if a person has good stuff, he should remember to daven with a lot of kavana and be thankful that he has these things. 
That's correct, 100%. Okay, so uh, back to the story. All right. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, now that I'm getting good, I can buy things properly in the heart of Burrowpong. Yeah, I can afford it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, way to go. That's what I'm going to do. And, of course, he didn't see for quite a while his friend, Shuli. He didn't see him in quite a while because, number one, is Zebi was very busy with A, his mishpacha, Baruch Hashem, and he was also very busy with his businesses. He was quite well to do. And then he came in one day because he had to do business with some real estate that was in the territory of that particular shul in Borough Park where his friend Sholei, his old-time classmate Sholei Bayish, was in there selling his things. And so he came in. And so there was uh, Zebi Ashir coming in. Uh, excuse me, pardon me, when is the next minion for Minchas? Anybody know? Where's that sign over here? Ah, there it is. Oh, another five minutes to Mincha. What? I can't believe it. Oh, who is that person sitting with Shmata clothing like that? I can't believe it. Zevi Ashir? That's me. And I'm looking at myself? No, I don't look like that. <laughs> I would never look like that. I'm too smart for that. But instead, I can't believe it. Is that you, Sholy Bayish? Is that you? Uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, anyways, uh, how you doing? I didn't see you in a long time. Oh, excuse me. You, you want to buy a dollar candle? Yeah, sure. Eh? We have a dollar candle here. Oh, fine. Nice. Oh, I like this one, the multicolored one. Oh, yeah, very nice, very nice. Um, two dollars, two dollars, two dollars. Okay, I take it. I take it. There you go. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome, sir. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Anyhow, um... Yeah, so uh, what what's doing, Zevi? Uh, I haven't seen you in who knows when. Wow, I can't believe it. This is you, Shelly Bayish? Uh, you can't afford a better suit than that? I mean, aren't you working? Well, uh, I've been having some problems holding down jobs because, you know, I work for places and then they close down or they downsize and everything, so I really don't have so much to do. So, um, well, that's the way it goes. Baruch uh, Hashem, you know, I make a few dollars here and there, sell some dollar candles, uh, some oils, and, you know, some watches and some pens and things like that. Oh, come on. I can't believe this. Why didn't you ever try to be like me? I don't understand you. Look at you. Look at me. Look at me. I walk with a nice suit and everything. Please, please, stop it, Zevi. You're embarrassing me. You're being mavayish me. Zevi, stop it. Stop it. You're being embarrassing to me. You're embarrassing me. You're shaming me. Oh, come on. Hey. Hey, don't worry. I just want to help you. You know what? I'll tell you what I'll do. Alrighty, <laughs> Sully, my good friend Sully Bias, okay. Hey, there you have these Abdullah candles. I'll buy out everything here. Let's see. Okay, I guess a hundred dollars will be just fine. Here you go. And it probably covers much more than that, but it's okay. You're my friend. You see that? I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you a little tzedakah. <laughs> and maybe you get yourself a better job, you know what I mean? <laughs> get yourself a better suit. Come on. You should do better than that. We both went to the same yeshiva. And look at me and look at you. Please stop it. You're embarrassing me. Would you please stop it? Cut it out. You're embarrassing me. Look at everybody staring at me. You know what? I don't want your business. You take your $100. Get out of here. Uh, go away from me. Because the more you talk, 
more I'm embarrassed. Go away from me. <laughs> Why are you so upset? <laughs> Just be motivated to be like me. I don't want to be like you. Go away from me. Go away from me. And so what happened was is, you know, this time Zevi Ashir seemed to have gone a little bit too far. He didn't realize that his careless words in front of everybody was like words of a, like a knife, like a dagger, and it was stabbing right into the heart of of uh, Sholi. Sholi Bayesh was really Mavayish. Oh, yes. He was so embarrassed. You can't even begin to imagine how embarrassed he was. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was so upset. Oh, he was so much in pain that he packed up his bags and he left. But of course, Zevi never noticed that. Zevi, what did he do? He went inside to Mincha, And then he came out. Aha! In the end, because I left $100 over there, he took it. Hey, you see that? Now he can go home. He made like a man. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened with that guy. All right, silly. Yeah, he should make himself something better than what he's doing. <laughs> he deserves better than that. Sure. All righty. And sure enough, after Mincha, he went home. Uh, well, that's great. I can go home today. That's fantastic. Yes, indeedy. La, da, da, da. <laughs> my wife will be so appreciative. I concluded my real estate deal much earlier. I was able to go to Mincha like a mensch, an earlier minion. Yeah, and I can come home earlier and spend some quality time with my wife. And even my family. <laughs> Some of my kids should be home, especially my younger one. He should be home. They get out early. <laughs> He's only in a pre-1A. All right, let me go home. All right, let me get my key out. Okay, one second. Where is my key? Okay. Okay, I got it. Okay. And let me put it inside the keyhole. Oh. Okay. <sighs> okay. Uh, Javi, I'm home. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's great. I'm so happy. Ah, uh, yes. How come you're home so early? Oh, <laughs> very interesting. Okay, you know what? Let me tell Shimmy that you're home. Shimmy, come out of your room. Tati's home. Shimmy, you. Shimmy, come home. Tati's home. Hello. You, Shimmy, do you hear me? <laughs> What's the matter? How come he doesn't hear? Hey, Shimmy, it's me, Tati. I'm home. Uh, you know what? Why don't you check on him? Maybe he's busy so playing so much with his toys that he didn't hear you because he has the door closed. Okay. Let me go upstairs. All right. Here I am. All right. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Shimmy, why are you lying down in your bed? Shimmy, I'm talking to you. Are you so tired? And she went over to him and shuckled him. Shuckled, shuckled, shuckled. And as he shuckled him, he didn't move. Uh, shimmy, shimmy, wake up, wake up, wake up. Shimmy, I'm talking to you. Yoo-hoo, ka I give out. He's always so ticklish. Uh, um, um, what's going on? Oh, he's opening his eyes. Everything all right? You feeling well? Huh? What's going on? Oh, uh, what's going on upstairs? What, what, what's taking so long? Just tell Shimmy I'm home. Uh, come on, if he wants to play a game of checkers, I'll play a game of checkers with him. Uh, he wants to go over his olive bean, I'll go over the olive bean. Tell him I'm home early. Um... I think there's a problem. Come upstairs. That's your problem. No problem. Okay, I'm coming. Okay, I'm upstairs. Now, what's the problem? Take a look. <laughs> Shimmy, why are you lying in the bed? Tati's home. Come on down. Shimmy, why are you rolling your eyes? Shimmy, yoo-hoo. This is funny. I mean, Shimmy, are you playing a game? Shimmy, wow, uh, your, your, your expression on your face looks so flat. Um, uh, is everything all right? You want to check if he has any fever? Oh, yes. 
Well, let me touch his head. Hmm. No, doesn't feel like he has any fever. But he's not moving. He's not moving. <laughs> Come on, I'll get him to move. And kutsi, kutsi, go. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Simeon. Kutsi, 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 go. You can't resist my tickling. You're not moving. There's something wrong. Not a problem. Don't worry. There's nothing that money can solve. Baruch Hashem. You know what? When necessary, let's call Hatzalah. And sure enough, he called Hatzalah. And a few minutes later... Now, literally, literally, maybe like two minutes later, you heard <laughs> And he pulled up in front of the house. They came upstairs, and that's all the man came up. Uh, excuse me, Shulik, uh, uh, please step on the side. Tell me, uh, what's, what's the problem here? Well, um, you know, uh, he just lied down in bed, and he's not moving. Uh-huh, I see. So he's not feeling well. He's running a high-grade fever. Maybe you should call your doctor, and uh, we can bring him over there. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. And truly, step aside, I'm a paramedic, not just a stomach member. Let me see, let me look at the eye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's something definitely wrong. We don't have the equipment to help him here. I think, um, you know, pardon me, if I say so, I think he should be hospitalized. We maybe caught some sort of a virus of some sort. Uh, we, we should hospitalize uh, him. We should hospitalize him, okay? Uh, let, 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 we'll have to take him. And sure enough, the Hatsola took him away. And they brought him to the hospital. And, of course, he followed behind in his big fancy car. And his wife went in the ambulance, but he went with the fancy car. And he parked, and he went outside, and he went to the emergency room. And the doctors were looking at him. I'm sorry, sir. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, he's just not moving. We tested his reflex. He's not moving, um, but he has no fever. And it's just, I don't know what it is. We'll never saw anything like that. We're waiting for a specialist, a pediatric specialist. He's going to come downstairs, all right? Uh, he'll be downstairs uh, very shortly. And sure enough, a pediatric specialist came down. He pardon me? Excuse me, let me see what is going on here. Uh, let me see. Ah, let me look in the eyes. Aha, I've never seen anything like this before. And let's see, these have reflective movements. Let's see. Hello? Hello? I'm banging with my little rubber mallet and he's not uh, moving. Uh -huh. Let's see. I run my fingernail here like this. You feel this little boy? He's just not answering. I don't understand this. I never saw something like this. Let us run tests. Take some blood work and do some blood tests and everything. And they took blood tests. And they did this. And they did that. And of course, thinking that money buys everything, Zevi went over to the doctor and says, <laughs> now listen here, you know, this is my son you're talking about. Okay, you know, if you want, I, I'll pay a little extra. Just really take special care of my son and get him back to whatever is, you know, normal. You know what I mean? I want my son walking again. I want him talking again. I want him lively again. I want him jumping around like everything. You know what I mean? Can you do that? Uh, listen here. You could pay me from today till tomorrow. If I do not know, if I do not, uh, know what is wrong with him, then there is nothing that uh, I can do. Uh-huh. So we'll get another specialist. And sure enough, they got another specialist. And another specialist came down to look at him. Aha, uh -huh. I see. Very interesting. I'm afraid there's nothing that we can do in this hospital. We're not equipped for this. And well, what exactly is wrong with my son? I don't know. He's mysteriously paralyzed with no uh, uh, symptoms that make sense. This just strange. He's just not moving. <laughs> strange. You know what? I'm not happy with this hospital at all. I got money for a Hashem. You know what I do? I'm going to fly him out to Boston, to the big hospitals out there, to the big Mayo clinics or whatever, all these big special places out there. That's what I'm going to do. And sure enough, that's exactly what he did. He went and he hired a helicopter, a transport. He had everything done properly, and he had him transported, made all the arrangements, 
and he was brought into this big Boston hospital. And they took him in, and the big doctor was there. Hello there. Oh, don't mind, dear. My name is Dr. Greenberg. I'm very much, you know, it's okay. Or, you know, originally from, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it, enemy. see. Oh, yeah, we have certain kinds of cases like this. Okay, we'll run a series of tests, we'll take MRIs, we'll take x-rays, you know, everything we find. And sure enough, they took MRIs, they took x-rays, they did everything. And the doctor came back and says, you know, I'm sorry to tell you this, but really... We'll have to leave him here for a while until we can find out exactly what it is. So far, there's nothing showing up that we could pinpoint exactly what's causing this. We'll get to the bottom of this, don't you worry. You know, we don't give up around here. That's why we're a famous clinic, you know. <laughs> yes, OK, don't worry. We'll find the cause. And at that moment, his wife, Javi, started to cry bitter, bitter tears. Oy vey, is mere. What good is all the riches that we have? I want my son back! I want my son back! <laughs> I want my son! And don't worry, I want my son back too! <laughs> Our son, of course! I want Jimmy back! We all want Jimmy back! Yes, yes, yes! What good is a fancy car? You're right! You're right! Here I was, I thought my money could buy everything! I don't get it! All of a sudden, my son came down with this mysterious thing, and all my money can't buy the best doctors in the world. I, you know, I think I got to cry for the first time in who knows when. And sure enough, this person, Zevi Ashir, cried for the first time in his life in who knows when. He cried bitter tears, and Itaka said, What good is all my riches if I can't have my son back? What good is all my riches? If, if I can't help my son, what is going on here? And then suddenly his wife said, You remember, it was a while that you learned to narrate Yisrael? Yeah, yeah, what about it? Well, how about you call your old Rosh Hashiva, Aravaloza? What do you say? He'll probably be able to help you. Remember, he was a very big tzaddik. Was? He is a very big tzaddik. Sure, that's a great idea. I, I'm, I'm going to make a call now. Yes, sure, sure. And he went out inside to the lobby, to what do you call those uh, lounges that they have on the floors over there. And he went out there and he went to a quiet spot and he did all the connections with his cell phone the way it's supposed to be and he made the connections. And then somebody answered the phone. Yeah, Habibi, what's this, what's Oh, a long time to speak. Yes, 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 yes. You want to speak to the Rosh Hashiva? Uh, let me see. But he's middle uh, uh, giving a shear. I'm sorry. Uh, you want to wait? Listen to me. Listen to me good. Very important. I want you. I want you, Danny. You have to call me back immediately. As soon as the Rosh Hashiva finishes the shear, it's an emergency. I must speak with the Rosh Hashiva. Okay, okay, no problem. I call you very soon, very soon. And so what happened was is he waited until the Rosh Hashiva finished the shear. And then this person, Danny, called back. Okay, I got the Rosh Hashiva on the line for you. Are you ready to talk to him? Uh, yes, yes. Heilige Tzadik, Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Loza, Take it easy. What is the problem? Why don't you speak slowly? If you want me to understand you, you have to say what the problem is. Go ahead. Tell me what the problem is. Well, um, you see, um, I, I came home from work, uh, you know, like it's already now a good couple of weeks already, and, and, and you know, like... <sighs> please, please, Zevi. If you're not going to be calmed down and you're going to get excited, then I won't understand you and I won't know what your problem is. I will give you the time that you need. I'm not going to speak to anybody until you calm down and tell me what your problem is. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so anyways, I came home from work one day and I came home early. And so I, I wanted to spend a special time with my family together. And my youngest son, Shimmy, who goes to the pre-1A, and he's home early. And so I wanted him to come down and I wanted to spend time with him. I wanted to go over his alabina, maybe play checkers with him, whatever. And what happened was is that when I went down there, um, you know, when I went to call him, 
He didn't respond. And I sent my wife up there to call him. And then we found that he was lying down in the bed and he wasn't moving. We called that solo. We took him to the hospital. We took him there. We took him there. We took him to, to the... Now he's in this special hospital in Boston and, and nobody knows what's wrong. They're doing this test, this test, MRI, uh, XYZ, whatever. I don't know what they do. All these kind of tests of blood work and everything. And they can't find what's wrong. Hmm. <clears throat> Very interesting. I think that there's something very spiritual going on here. It's not so posh. It's not a simple thing. Zevi, you know from what you are describing, tells me that it's not an ordinary thing. You must have hurt someone. Did you hurt anybody recently or like before this happened? Me? Hurt anybody? Why would I hurt anybody? Please, it's not a joking matter. It's very serious. If this is defying all the medical sciences, everything that's medically normally known about, and no tests are revealing what is, and yet he is paralyzed, there is something more to this. I'm telling you, Zevi, think hard. Did you hurt somebody physically or hurt his feelings? Were you mavayish somebody? Did you embarrass anybody? Well, embarrass somebody. Well, let me. Uh oh. Oh, Rabbeinu Shalaylam. Oy vey, I can't believe it. Can't believe what? Tell me what? 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 Uh, well, um, my friend, uh, Shuli Bayish. Oh man, I I think I embarrassed him. I told him, what is he dressing slumpy and everything? Ay ay ay. Do you realize that words that you used, careless words, they can kill somebody. And now it's Mida Kenegan Mida because you took a part of him away. So Hashem is punishing Mida Kenegan Mida is taking a part of you away. You have only one recourse. If you want your son to get well, you want him to have a refuah and a Yeshua, there's only one thing you can do. You have to go over and you have to go to him, find him, and bait Mechila. You have to ask him for Mechila. If he's not Meichel you, your child will not get better. So go, don't waste time. Yes, 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 I'll go right away. And he told his wife what the, his Rosh Hashiva said, and he started checking all his research, had his secretaries traced down, and he finally found Sholi Bayesh. And he calls up Sholi Bayesh's house. Hello? Yes, who is this? Uh, uh, hi, uh, my name is uh, Zevi Ashir. Uh, I, I need to speak to Sholi. It's very important. I'm sorry. My husband, he doesn't speak to anybody. He doesn't go out in the streets anymore. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he, he's just closed up. Uh, that's it. He doesn't even dive in a regular shul anymore. No, no. He goes to a small stable. There's a small amount of people. And then he comes quickly home. He doesn't stop to talk to them. He doesn't socialize. No, he doesn't go out anymore. Oh, it's terrible. Really? Well, since when was this? It was just a couple of weeks ago. Maybe a month and a half ago, maybe, to be exact. And, and what happened is, is that... Somebody came to shul where he sells the Abdullah candles and everything and embarrassed him very much in front of everybody. And my husband never got over it. Well, well I'm sorry to tell you this, but I'm the one who embarrassed him. And, and I want to come over and speak to him. I got to ask him for Mechila. I'm sorry. He's not speaking to anybody. Uh, well, well, you know what? I'm coming. I'm not, I'm not asking. I'm coming. And sure enough, he went over in his car and he zoomed down there as fast as he could. <laughs> And he arrived there, and he jumped out of his car, and he went to the house, and he rang the bell, and the lady came to the door. Oh, are you that person, Zebby Asher? I'm sorry. My husband said he doesn't want to see you, and he said, you? Out of all people, he doesn't want to see you. Please, please, it's very important. It's an emergency. I must speak to him, no matter what. I, even if he doesn't want to, I got to get him to speak to me. It's very important that I speak to him. Please, please, uh, step aside and let me in. I'm a please, he doesn't want to speak to you, but I have to speak to him. Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. Where's his room? Where's his room? Uh, 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 it's over there to the left. Uh, but, 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 but please, uh, stand aside and let me go in. Okay, I'll knock on the door. Uh, who is there? Who is there? Who is there? 
Uh, it's me, uh, Zevi. I, I came to see you. Uh, it's very important that you let me in. You know, Zevi? You know, out of all people, you came to see me? Get out of here! You destroyed my life. You ruined me. You made me a big embarrassment. You embarrassed me. You embarrassed me in front of the whole shul. Everybody that was there, they all saw what you did. No, no, no. Get out of here. I don't want to see you. It's, no, no, listen here. You got to see me. Oh. He opened the door and he came in. I'm sorry to have to come in like this against your will, but it's important. You have to be Michael me. I have to be Michael, you. You embarrass me. You made fun of my clothing. You made fun of that I'm schlumpy. You made fun that I have no muscle to hold down a job. And you're saying that I have to be Michael, you? Huh? You ruined me. I don't even go out in the streets. I know, I know. Your wife told me you don't even go to the regular schools anymore. You go to a small little shtibol where nobody knows you and everything like this. I know about that. But I'm so, so sorry. You don't understand. I, 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 it, it took a while, but I finally learned that what I'm doing is wrong. What do you mean, what you're doing is wrong? Well, you see, after I embarrassed you, which I didn't realize how bad that embarrassment was and what I was doing to you, when I came home, my son got very sick and no doctors can help him. And that's what does it have to do with me? Well, it has to do everything with you. It's because of what I did to you that Hashem punished me and made my son sick because I took away a part of your life so my son is a part of me and he was going to take away a part of him. My son is paralyzed. He can't move. And and so because of what I did. Uh-huh. So really, you're not really asking me Mechila for real. Oh, no. You just want your son to get better. And you're going to do this again and again to some other people. Other people from the class. Oh, no. No, I'm not Michael you. I'll never be Michael you. No, 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 no. I'm not going to be Michael you. No, 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 no. Go out of here. I don't want to see you. Well, listen to me. Listen to me. I'll prove to you I'm very sincere. I'll prove to you I'm very sincere. I won't make fun of you again. I won't make fun of anybody again. I, I learned my lesson that, I, that I'm going to be very careful with my words, and I won't say careless words ever again. Really, really. And to prove it, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, okay? You won't have to be embarrassed anymore. I- I'm going to buy a piece of land, and I'm going to build you a brand new house, big enough for whatever you need for your family, and I'm going to set you up in a business, and you'll be able to run the business, and you'll be able to have whatever you need, okay? Okay? So what do you say? Would you be Michael me? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now you're singing a different tune. You would do all of this? You're really going to keep your word? Yes, yes, but please, please be Michael me. Uh-huh, I see. <coughs> um, uh, well, um, 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 uh, Dina, what do you think? I think he's pretty sincere. Hey, look, he's crying. Uh-huh. Well, if you keep your word, and you do all these things that you said, so I'll never have to be embarrassed again, and you'll change your whole ways, then I'll be Michael you. I hereby give you a full mechila. Oh, thank you, thank you. And I'm going to set out right away to get the ball in motion. I'm going to tell my brokers and everything to look for a good piece of land. You want to live in Barabak? I'll buy you a piece of land in Barabak. Don't worry, don't worry. Whatever you want, whatever you want. And sure enough, he ran back home and told his wife, Ha, you hear that? He was Michael me, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. And you want to know something? Guess what? Shimmy! Come here! What are you talking about? He can't come. I took him out of the hospital. What are you talking about? He suddenly opened his eyes. He what? I came up. But, 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 uh, 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 uh. I'm having and because time is running fast and you're running out of time. So you're speeding up things. You have to say that he couldn't help me in the clinic out there in Boston. So he brought him back home and he stayed paralyzed in his house for a while. And that's when he finally called up his Rosh Hashim and the Rosh Hashim told him to do that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm running out of time, so I gotta do this quickly. So the bottom line is, uh, um, so my character went over, realized how wrong he was, and he has to be very careful, and he can't be Balgaivernik, and he has to realize that if Hashem blesses him, he has to do good things with him, and not make fun of people that because they don't have what he has, or, or they didn't be as enthusiastic, whatever it is, as like he has, and he can't make fun of them, right? That's right. And sure enough, uh, you know, this person here, Zevi, kept his word, he bought a nice piece of property, 
built a nice house, fully paid for, so he didn't have to worry about mortgages and whatever it is. And he set him up in a business that he was able to run, and he was never in the need of any collections or donations ever again. But of course, Sholei was a big Balsadaka too. And they both were very good friends all over again. And of course, Zevi was like a different person. Wow, you got it all in, just in the nick of time. Yep. So everybody have a wonderful Shabbos and a great weekend. And uh, and of course, goodbye.